0: My name is Keith Beavers and New Wave Wine Tastings slid into my DMs this week saying, hey Keith, here's a quip for you. Select a size paper towels or just smaller paper towels? And I'm like, that makes complete sense. And also, select a size, like how many sizes are there to select? What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pear Podcasting Network? This is Wine 101. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tastings director of Vine Pear. And how are you? We're staying off the coast. We're going to another island. It's called Sardinia. If you've heard or have had wines from Sicily, that's awesome. There's a really good chance you may not have had the wines from Sardinia, or if you had, you may not have known it. Let's get into it. This episode of Wine 101 features Maize Row Wine Merchant's esteemed partner Tornatore, which is produced on Sicily's Mount Etna. Yes, that Mount Etna, one of the world's most active volcanoes. In fact, the Tornatore family started growing grapes in Etna in 1865, making them the most established wine-growing families there. To try Tornatore wine, follow the link in the episode description to bellroom.com, where you'll find Rosso, red, and Bianco, white wine. I'd try both. Okay, here we are on another island north of Sicily, another big island, not as big as Sicily, but big called Sardinia. You might know it as Sardinia. And I really want to get you guys into these wines if you have not. Sardinia is a wine region that uh, not a lot of people know about it, but often wines from there are consumed not knowing that it's from there. I'm going to get into all that in a minute. But the beauty of Sardinia is its individuality. I know we talked a lot when we were talking about... Well, in Sicily, we talked a lot about the individuality of Sicily and how being an island, it had been occupied by many cultures. In Sardinia, this is also the same, but it goes even further. It gets even more intense. Sardinia, as an island has been occupied by a lot of cultures as well. But in doing so, those cultural languages would eventually come together to create an actual language specific to Sardinia called Sardo. Before the Romans, it was Carthage that owned this land, then the Romans, then the Byzantines, then the Arabs then the Catalans. And these languages would come together to create the Sardo language. And then you could also layer on top of that some very old Latin. And then after all of that, in 1726, the island ceded to the house of Savoy, becoming an integral part of Italy. So now we can put Italian on top of that. So the Sardo language is this wild beautiful language specific to Sardinia. And what's what's interesting about this is the language itself this is a very general statement and I'm sure it's not completely true but the majority of the words well especially in wine from Sardinia they all end in an O-A-U kind of vowel ending. And this comes through in the in the names of the grapes, and in the names of the areas in which these vines grow, and I'm saying all this because <laughs> these wines are so easy to enjoy. They're so easy to drink, and they're so they're just great wines coming from Sardinia. But because the language is what it is, and because sometimes on a label it can be a little bit confusing, it's easy to go, okay, well, let's just uh, not drink that. But inside the bottle is amazingness. Okay, let's get into it. When we were talking about Sicily, we talked about wine and how wine was definitely a part of the culture, but wasn't the most important part of the culture. This is the same thing in Sardinia, whereas wine was absolutely important, part of the culture, part of the diet, part of all that. But it was, I guess you could say small compared to their their livestock and what they got from livestock. There is a mountainous region in Sardinia, kind of in the middle of the region, and all the foothills kind of come from the, you know, starts from the coast and kind of worked its way up into like the foothills and then into the mountainous regions. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, livestock happening here. And also because it's an island, it has an extremely uh, abundant seafood culture as well. And the wine was kind of complementary to this because just like in Sicily, Sardinia went into a bulk wine phase and then had to get out of a bulk wine phase. And that bulk wine phase wasn't as big, you know, the, 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 the production was not as big as Sicily, but it was big. And for a long time, this is what dominated the wine culture of Sardegna. And when you have a bulk wine element to your wine culture, you have co-ops, now co-ops before the EU were a little bit rough because they were subsidized by local governments who never really had enough money to help improve the conditions, you know, as these things aged. When the EU came around, it was easier to have co-ops because there were subsidies from the government to help keep these cooperatives, you know, up to date with technology and sanitation and, and all that. So as Sardinia like I drew down, I drew back, drew away from quantity and started concentrating more on quality. A lot of cool things started happening. There are about, I think there are, well, almost 20 DOCs on this Island alone and only one DOCG, very similar to what you get in Sicily. And this is an indication that, you know, the Island has moved away from this sort of quantity over quality but what's really wonderful about Sardinia today is that not only does it have all these, all these DOCs, and I can't go through all of them, but I want to go through a couple before this episode is over to kind of give you a sense of what you're going to see out there in the American market. But there is still a heavy presence of cooperatives in Sardinia. But today, due to its support from the EU, co-ops are a whole different entity than they once were. And when I was in Sardinia, I had the opportunity to visit one of these co-ops. And it it was amazing. It was extremely clean. Of course it was. This is like the modern wine making. But they actually had a test vineyard. This is amazing. There are vineyards in Sardinia that are called test vineyards. And there's these vineyards all over the place. But what's really amazing is they're finding all these different native varieties that they don't know what kind of wine they make. So they have these vineyards that are testing these varieties that you may not, you'll, you've probably never heard of because they're not even on the American market with names like Muscadadu. I know that's crazy, but what's cool about Sardinia is it's, it's old and it's, it's, it's got some, a lot of history there with the wine and all that, but we're still in a place where we're kind of seeing the, the island evolve in front of our eyes, whereas they have all these DOCs. There are a lot of winemakers, a lot of winemakers in Sardinia that are on the American market showing us the diversity of their island. And the co-op thing in the bulk wine thing still happens, but in a different quality level. It's pretty amazing. When I was at the co-op, we went to the literally the reception office. And before you get to the reception office, there is this station, like a pump station, with with these nozzles. And as we were waiting to go for the tour of the winery, a family walked in, literally a mother, a father, and two children. And they had these big glass or plastic jugs. And they just walked up to the pump station, got a nozzle, (laughs) stuck it into their big plastic jugs, and dispensed a bunch of red wine through a hose that they then capped and took away with them. That was their wine for like, I don't know, the month, the year. It's still happening, but it's happening with modern technology and it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating, wonderful, wonderful thing. So it's kind of cool. When you're drinking Sardinian wine, you're drinking these wines that have been around for quite some time, but the the old ways of doing things are still around, but with modern technology. I find that, fascinating. And I say these grapes have been on this island for a very long time, but usually when we're talking about Italian regions, we can go back way into antiquity and all this stuff. The thing about Sardinia is because of its occupation of all these cultures, the most popular varieties that are used to make wine on the island are actually from somewhere else through this history of occupation. For example, the most popular red wine grape on the island is a grape called Canonau, C-A-N-N-O-N-A-U. It's a really cool name, but it's also not the original name of the variety. Remember we were talking about all those cultures? We had a list of them. Towards the end, there was the Catalan. The Spanish were there for a long time. And they brought Garnacha, or in French, they call it Grenache. In Sardinia, they call it Canonau. And... Canonao or Garnacha or Grenache is all over the island and it expresses itself completely different than it would in Spain or even in France. It's almost a different variety in itself because of how long it's been on the island and exposed to the island micro micro, (laughs) and macro climates. This grape is so ubiquitous and important that there is a DOC that covers the entire island called Canonao di Sardegna. And this is what you're going to see mostly on the American market, Cannonau di Sardegna, because it's all over the island. And they're often very affordable, medium-bodied, good fruit. They can be a little bit dense sometimes, and they can be a little bit light sometimes, depending where on the island the Cannonau is sourced from. But it's a really awesome kind of medium-bodied red. It's also actually, it's a very, it's a crowd pleaser, if I'm going to be real. The other most ubiquitous or most popular wine grape on the island is a white wine grape called Vermentino. Vermentino is thought to have been brought to Sardinia from Corsica, a place we should definitely talk about at some point. But it was brought to the northern part of the island. And it stayed there and became a very important grape in that part of the island to the point where now that northern part of the island is Sardinia's only DOCG called Vermentino di Vermentino di Galora. But just like Kennaal, it's a very important variety for the island. So just like Kennaal, it has its DOC that covers the entire island again called Vermentino di Sardegna. So on the American market, you're going to see Vermentino, a lot of it from that large DOC, but you will also see Vermentino di Galora, which is the D-O-C-G. Galora is G-U-L-L-U-R-A. Vermentino is a very light, bright, lemony, crisp, easy drinking, sometimes a little bit structured white wine that goes amazing uh, with seafood. And the... General DOC Vermentino you're going to buy at like $10, $15 is going to be very awesome. The DOCG Vermentino from Galura, is going to be awesome. All those things and focused. It's a lower production. It's a little more structured. The, the, there's a little more angles to the wine. They're absolutely delicious. And with lobster, forget about it. And that's the majority of what you're going to see on the American market from Sardinia. And let me tell you, that's enough because there's a lot of each of those varieties available. But we have to talk about a couple other places or wines that you're gonna see that really define this island. If Catanao is the dominant red wine variety of Sardinia, the second most important variety in Sardinia would be called Monica, or just Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. This, again, is a variety that came to the island from spain it doesn't have as much of a connection to we can't really figure it out well i didn't do any of the work the research that i read couldn't figure it out but it is spanish and they believe the word monica it comes from the old spanish word uh for monks meaning this is one of those varieties that was in an abbey somewhere and made its way and spread throughout the island and now it's just part of the island's you know fabric and wine producing industry monica is a light to medium bodied red wine again just like canon now just like vermentino there is a monica di sardegna doc that covers the entire island so if you see monica grab it and check it out and continuing on this grapes from somewhere else being here and becoming different <laughs> is a doc called carignano del Solcis. this is crazy this is Carignan. Carignan, if you're not really sure, we should probably talk about Carignan at some point. It is a how do I say this? It is a variety that was it's very prominent in the southern part of France. It is a it is something that's kind of being phased out a little bit in the southern part of France because it tends to have a very sharp, aggressive character to it. And some people are just kind of going with it and just like, you know what? I'm going to make Carignan happen. It's one of the varieties that really helped us get out of Phylloxera. Go into the Phylloxera episode if you want to get a little bit of that. But the thing about Carignano or Carignan in Sardinia, in the DOC of Carignano del Solcis, you have these soft, voluptuous, round Carignano. It's just, it's wild. You don't really get these anywhere else on the planet. I mean, you have Cargnan is, like I said, it can be sharp and angular. These wines seal a little bit of that malolactic fermentation and some certain kind of, I don't know, the oak exposure they have. It really softens them up and rounds them out. They're just such nice, enjoyable wines. And I can't talk about Sardegna and not mention Mandrolisai. I just love that word, Mandrolisai. (laughs) this This is so cool. The thing is, we're not going to see a lot of these wines on the American market, but I got to tell you guys, you got, if you, if you have a chance to seek them out, these wines are very special and not a lot of people know about them and they should. It's a small production area. So not a lot of it makes on the American market, but Mondròlisai is this DOC smack dab in the middle of Sardinia. And it's in the more hilly or mountainous region of the Island. And here, they feature a red grape variety, again, from Spain, they call Bovale, but in Spain, it's Bobal. And where in Spain, Bobal is not a very, I don't want to say not popular, but it's not a variety, like a noble grape of Spain. But in Mandroly-Sai, DOC, the Bovale grape, or Bobal from Spain, reaches an incredible height of quality. I mean, an incredible height of quality, an age worthy, worthy quality, a tannin structure, a, a, a roundness, a, 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 a little bit of spiciness. These wines are so spectacular. They might, I mean, you, you, it, they'll make you pause for a second. Like, what is this? And where is it from? And why didn't I get in this before? And wow, it, they're not, again, they're not easy to find. They can be a little bit expensive, but if you get a chance, these, this is like one of those special wines in the world that you can find on the American market if you look, and they're very special. And that's pretty much Sardinia for us. I mean, there's more stuff to talk about. They do a lot with a grape called Malvasia. They do a whole thing with Moscato. They have another big old island DOC for Moscato. We're just not going to see a lot of that on the American market. There's other stuff that's coming onto the American market. We're going to start seeing some more of yet another grape called Nuragus, which is a reference to the Nurage, which are these ancient conical-like fortress, mound-like settlements that were around before the Carthage occupation of Sardinia. It's a white wine grape. It's literally is not really on the American market yet, but it's coming because it's very popular in Sardinia, popular in Italy, and it's on its way. So look out for that. And I got to tell you, Sardinia is not done. I... Saw all these other varieties that I cannot pronounce, except for muscadedu, because it it was just easier to pronounce. These grapes that are are they have these these native these these names in their native tongue, and they're very hard to pronounce. But they're very excited about these grapes. So the future of Sardinia is more and more of these native varieties. And I think the varieties that are going to be coming out in the next twenty or something years will be products of the varieties that came from somewhere else through natural crossings and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Sardinia is definitely a place to enjoy now and keep your eye on. Okay, guys, I hope this helped you out with Sardinia. I hope you go out and buy some Sardinian wine and tag me on Instagram, Vine Keith, and I'll talk to you next week. Vine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout-out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating vine pair and i mean big shout out to danielle Grinberg, the art director of vine pair for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast also darby seaside for the theme song listen to this and i want to thank the entire vine pair staff for helping me learn something new every day see you next week e and j gallo winery is excited to sponsor this episode of vine pair's wine 101 Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide range of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wines. I mean, Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but you know, this is a wine podcast. So whether you're new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. We look forward to serving you enjoyment and moments that matter. Cheers. Visit barrelroom.com today to find your next favorite where shipping is available.